and welcome to episode 29 of Our Weird Life. My name is Jack. My name's Jodie. Welcome back to the podcast, people. Hello. Uh, we hope you've had a, a wonderful week. And how's yours been, Jodie? Fine, I think. Uh, yeah. What really? What happened this week? Oh, one of the days I was walking to work and, oh my gosh, mm. I was walking in like a blizzard. Oh no. Yeah, and I had my umbrella up and it was um, it was intense. It was yeah. really intense, yeah. I don't want to... I always talk about the weather and then I always say I don't want to talk about the weather. <laughs> so Isn't that cut, ironic? They cut you off immediately. You cannot talk about snow. I'm like, what happened to me? The weather, again. <laughs> the weather happened to me. So, yeah, I, I, I had one of those experiences where my umbrella was, like, being battered into my face as, oh, along no. with the wind and the snow. And I was trying to... Because, you know, in Japan, they have, like, hot vending machine drinks. And if you go into, like, 7-Eleven, they have bottled drinks in a, like, heated cabinet. A heated cabinet? Yeah, I guess so. It's, like, on a... It's, like, the opposite of a fridge. But anyway, there's little shelves with hot um, bottled drinks on. So I got a royal milk tea. And I was walking uh, to work. And I was trying to open that. At the same time as walking in the bed. Oh, it was hilarious. It's a good job I've got a good sen- like good sense of humour to laugh at myself because yeah. otherwise I could have cried. That's the funny thing about, um, you know, royal milk tea. It probably couldn't be the fur- further away from what it actually is. I know, but I've just grown to love it anyway. So have I. But I remember when we first came to Japan, you really didn't like it that much, did I you? I didn't, no. Because it, like, royal milk tea... It's like really sweet tea, and I always have my tea with no sugar in it, so I just didn't like it at all. Yeah. Like it was nice, but I saw it as like a completely different drink, and even now I see it as like a different drink. I think you have to because when, and that's probably the thing you didn't like it for in the first place. Um, if you imagine it to be the tea that from like back home, mm. it, it's it's like drinking. Um, it's like having Coke replaced instead of... Well, it's like tea, tea, but with maybe, like, four sugars in it. <laughs> yeah. So I, for someone that doesn't put sugar in their tea, it's just really weird. Yeah, But true. I love, like, it's called Royal Milk Tea, and it says something about the Duchess or something on the front, doesn't it? Like yeah, it's they, got they, some they, really, like, detailed royal explanation as yeah. to where it came from. And, like in England in yeah. 18th, whatever. Like, it has this whole description of, I like, do wonder how much truth is in that little description. I've got a feeling it's just a totally... Like, kind of feel like fictionalized thing, yeah, totally fake. Because a lot of that, like writing on the front of products, they just are there to make the product look cool, yeah, or like kind of sell the idea that they're trying to, you know, <laughs> get. Like this is from England, so it's going to have like London all over it. Yeah, it's funny because the, queen. <laughs> the um, you know, like you you imagine that Japanese look at us and they have a set number of things that we they think we should do or, or do on a regular basis yeah and i imagine that drinking tea with milk is one of those things mm. and i do it like every few days people see me bring in like a a, a bottle of royal milk tea which <laughs> yeah. is funny oh, i've just fallen prey to this like stereotype this stereotype which they've created yeah. For the Japanese market to make them feel more westernised or something. Although I don't think the the kids are definitely not aware of it. They just think we're American. That's true. They find it difficult to distinguish the two, don't they? Mm. So we just 
because I can't remember when it was now, it wasn't all that long ago. Um, and yeah, a group of kids, they were like, oh, you're from somewhere in America. I'm like, I've worked here for three years now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not American. I'm not from America. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Not, that, not that that really matters. One but, of the um, girls in my class, like, she saw a picture of um, us on our wedding day on my screensaver. And mm. obviously they, they love looking at photos of, like, your home and um, just, like, beautiful pictures. They just love looking at it. And they're like, oh, kawaii, kawaii, kawaii. Yeah. Like, so cute. And um, so they were looking at this photo and they're like, oh, America this. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, like, it's it not. I'm from England, like you know this. Like yeah. but I just don't think they know like they don't know. They oh. just see us like, oh they're Western. Although when I'm thinking when I was really young I wouldn't have known the difference between like people in Asia. No, that's true. I'd like, have been like, oh where's that in Asia? Like I don't know. Like China, Korea and Japan, they kind of become tangled mm. with one another, don't they, I suppose. Like I cannot stress to you how much people say to me stuff like How's China? And I'm like, I've never <laughs> oh, been to China. Oh, you speak Chinese, don't you? <laughs> yeah. No. It's like, oh, you have... and it's like, what? <laughs> or people message me like, I'm going to China soon. What do you recommend? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe let's... ask someone that's been to China. It's like, don't you live there? No, I live in Japan. <laughs> let's, let's meet up. <laughs> They're different places. Let's well, meet like up. Something, something happened, didn't it, in China? And I felt really bad because it was like a family, uh, like a relative that said to me, Oh, I know what it was. It was when they, um, they had all the those mass protests last. Was it last oh, year? Sometime yeah, in, Hong, in Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. And uh, they kind of were were associating us with being, I don't know, like the next town over or something. I don't even think it was that. <laughs> I think they thought we were there. Oh, actually, in yeah. Hong Kong, they were like, "Oh, are you okay? You're not by any of these riots, are you?" Yeah. And I kind of get it because if you've not traveled over to asia you might not have anything to distinguish the you know the places so you might see on the news and be like your immediate thing is like is that anywhere near where my relative lives like i don't know like and without thinking they probably just send a text or something that's true i mean to be fair this happened in asia you know yeah before we lived here i had no real understanding or appreciation of like the geography and the layout of Japan properly. Mm. Like now, it's pretty, it's fixed pretty clearly in my head that like Hokkaido is up in the north and um, Okinawa is right down in the south. Tokyo is somewhere between. Osaka is off to the left. We're sort of north of Tokyo, and I can see it in this one consistent belt. Mm. But before that, I mean, I just I didn't have a clue. I couldn't have placed Tokyo. I couldn't have gone. Yeah. It's there, right there, on the in the Japanese islands. You know, it's so. I don't know. There comes. Uh, you have to have experience. I think of traveling around a certain place to even really contemplate whereabout things are mm, properly. You know. Yeah, because because my because basically there's a JR travel pass mm. which if you. If you come to Japan as a visitor, um, you can have the JR Pass and it's, it's really cheap and you can travel like the length of Japan. I think it's for two weeks or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really great deal. Yeah, so recently they've allowed it for foreign residents, which includes us, which yeah. we are, you know. So, um, But they did it for like five days 
So the deal is only for five days. And I said, I was saying to my friend, like... Like you can use it for five consecutive yeah, days. Yeah, I was, I was saying to my friend, oh, they expect you to go from Hokkaido all the way down to Osaka in five days. Like, <laughs> do you want to stop at each... I said, you probably want to stop in Hokkaido for five days and Osaka for five days. And she was like, wow, you know, you're literally so good now. You know everything about Japan. <laughs> I was like, not really. <laughs> like, I've been to Osaka and... Like, we want to go to Hokkaido, but yeah. I couldn't name, like, everything in between. But, you know, it's just the same as if if you were driving around the UK or something, you would get used to those places. But Yeah, of course. I guess it does sound, like, impressive if you don't know anything about the country. You're like, oh, I want to go to, like, blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It just sounds like, like, I don't know, I guess it does sound It impressive. sounds like you've got a, like... A good familiarity with with the whole country as opposed mm. to just you know the specific area where you're living, doesn't it? But yeah, but I, I think I, well, I thought they those were quite common places that people knew, mm. um, which I guess. But but maybe but I know in the grand scheme of things, like you you think of uh, Fukushima, the that area in particular, you you type that into you type Fukushima into the internet. Mm. and the only stuff that really comes up is stuff about the 2011 disaster. Yeah. Like, that is what this region has become defined by. But if you actually live here, oh, it's... the amount of things that there are to do and see here is just unbelievable. Yeah, like, some of the most beautiful places in Japan are in Fukushima. Yeah, there really are, and a lot of the... A lot of Japanese people escape away from the bigger cities and they come up to places like mm-hmm. this because, you know... Within the country, you you've got a more of like a, a defined scope of yeah. what's worth seeing, I suppose. But the, it's just funny how yeah, from an outside perspective, you would have no, you wouldn't know this place was here, would you? You'd have no. the, you'd have no idea. It's so relatively remote. It's kind of funny actually too, because I remember when we got our placement, yeah. um, and we were told we'd be going to Fukushima, and we typed it in, and all we saw was the nuclear disaster, which. Obviously, if you're if you're going to live in in Japan and you that would be probably one of the places you would think, oh, please don't put me there. Where there's been a disaster. Yeah, yeah. where that awful thing happened, and like, don't they wouldn't put you there. You know, it's not safe because when you look, that's all you see online. Yeah. But actually, when like Fukushima is the second biggest prefecture, is it? Uh. I think it's... Or is it the first? It's, it's one of the larger ones in Russia. Yeah, it's, it's either big. first or second biggest prefecture in Japan. And it covers a huge, like, r- the right over the middle, really, section of, of the island. So Yeah, it's a big area. It's a huge area. And, I mean, not to say that, you know, it didn't cause... Like, obviously, it was awful and it, and it covered, a, a like, a huge area. Um, but... Part of me is like ashamed to say that I wasn't expecting so much greenery. Yeah. Or nor was I. So I much had nature, no idea. or like I thought people would be sad around here. Yeah. They're really not here. More closer to the area, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But and especially people that have had to leave their home and move somewhere else. I mean, that's it's tragic, you know. But we live like quite far out, so I just. I don't know. I, even here, I was I, I was really unaware because I, I guess the size of the UK, 
you would think the whole town or the whole area would be affected Mm. um, because they're so small. Like, each town in the UK is so small. So I expected that, I guess, when I came to Japan, like, came to Fukushima, but it's actually such a large area. It's, like, like, lots of different communities within the whole of the prefecture. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I still remember, I've got it really fixed in my mind, the first day that I actually arrived into this um, town and we were driving along. There's, like, one road that runs along the whole... It, like, stretches the whole area pretty much, doesn't it? Yeah. And runs around, like, the edges of the mountains. Um, and we were in the car and I just... I kept... I couldn't not look out the window because the, the mountains to either side of the road were just... They were gigantic. Mm-hmm. It's like Big, Jurassic Park. sweeping, like, <laughs> lush, green, mm. um, set back against the roadside. And it was and just it was huge, so like, tall. It was a huge river, like, massive wide river that runs yeah, in between. absolutely. It's literally like Jurassic Park or, like, a dream land. In the summertime, especially, you, you go outside and you can hear the cicadas and it's got, like, it's, it's got, cool. like, this pulse yeah. about it. Especially with the heat too and the the humidity and it's yeah it's um, without sounding like corny like it is alive yeah it is you know it, what I mean absolutely I, that's one the one of the things that I was it's full I, I felt and like fresh. it was breathing yeah which I, I've never felt anywhere in my life no. like that before and actually when I when I lived I lived down Tokyo like near Tokyo for a little while and I'd come back and forth. Um, not lived, but stayed there quite a bit. Mm. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. And when I came up here, I like I cannot express the... It was just like I could take a, a breath of fresh air. It was yeah. like, it was so nice. And, like, I'm excited for the summer now, just talking about it. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that was different is that like, there's hardly any bugs in Tokyo. <laughs> And I came up here and immediately it would be like swarmed for bugs. And <laughs> it was just really funny. And it, it's a, a quite hot as well, but it was always hotter in Tokyo. So it was just like refreshing. Yeah. You know. It's more bearable over here, I think, because there's more open space. And yeah. And we go for swims in the the running like streams and in the waterfalls. And yeah. Like we're so lucky to live here and like... I'm sad to think that I didn't know what was here and what we could have seen yeah. just based on a Google search of the area. No, it's so true. There's so little about it. Um, I'm glad now I see a lot of uh, YouTubers, like popular YouTubers that vlog in Japan, like going around Fukushima. And mm. some say it's even their favourite. Some places here are their favourite areas. Um, but please don't be afraid to come at like in this area and if you really do want like an authentic experience and like to see the countryside and to see the rice farmers and all of that then you should come up here and they need it too they need people to come back to the area because it was very popular yeah that's right the the tsunami that happened it was it was devastating on so many levels um it definitely created this myth of it just being like a wasteland, I think. And I mean, I think if you go to the coastal areas, like you go to um, Iwaki and you go to like just north of that is Iwate, mm. uh, Miyagi, that whole stretch of coast on the the eastern side, I mean, that, that was 
that was hit real, real bad. Mm. And it swept pretty far inland too. Um, and if you go back there, you can still see this, like the signs of the wreckage, some of the wreckage that was left behind. But generally, they've they've we, recovered it so much I don't know, compared to what it we've was. We've been to two of those places, and we've swam in the water and everything. You know. Oh yeah, but I mean, I think the, like, the actual like pinpointed area, you're not allowed to go. No, of in, course, but the um, the. I mean, like, ten years has passed since, mm. let's say, a place like Iraqi. Mm. They've had a lot of time to recover, but I know at the time when it happened, even even though they were further away from the epicentre of it, they, they were still hit real bad. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Real no bad. Doubt. And um, you can't imagine that, like, the the psychological impact on, on you as a person to, to go through something like that. Yeah. I mean, the one, the one book I read that I've, I've passed on to you to read it, unbelievable like trauma yeah mm. and i when they get the you get so many small tremors that happen throughout the year i mean they're happening all the time but i think as it gets towards the summer you sort of start feeling them a little they get a bit more aggressive mm. but i imagine every time you feel one of those if you've been through that a similar kind of experience you know you must must be very frightening yeah how you would clear that out of your mind yeah so where i was um in Chiba, spent a lot of time in Chiba, and there was earthquakes there all the time. Yeah. Like, it just must be on, like, I don't know, like a, what would I call it? What would you call it? Um, like it's a, like, it's a, it's along, what do you call them, fault lines. Yeah, I think it's like, I don't know, like, in the firing line, let's say. <laughs> yeah. There, but, is, there is a specific name. It's I know, uh, something, I something trough, and it's where three... Uh, fault lines intersect one another and it's yeah. it's basically just exactly where Tokyo is pretty mm-hmm. much and mm-hmm. Chiba just north of that quite scary actually but yeah yeah I had had them all the time when I was there and it would always like be at night and it would wake me up and the whole bed would shake and I remember this one specific night because your phone automatically goes off when there's um some sort of um natural disaster that's going to happen or something your phone i've I never experienced before or never needed to experience it before but your phone goes off and it's really loud it's like i don't even i didn't even know my phone could get to that volume yeah. the volume that it goes you cannot turn it down you just have to get to your phone and turn it off basically like yes i've read it and this big like notification pops up like emergency warning natural disaster or something Mm. or earthquake and it's so loud so this one particular night it was like 4am my phone starts going and then the earthquake it always happens like one second later or two seconds later so you don't even have time to like register or prepare it's like the alarm goes off it's 4am before like I'm still confused and then bang immediately the earthquake starts going and I couldn't grab my phone this one night it was sliding across the floor further and further away from me it sounds funny and when I think about it it was quite funny but I was so stressed with the situation I would just like screamed because it was like everything was shaking I couldn't move because of like being like on the bed and Mm. Um, you're supposed to just go under a table or something in that situation. Yeah. But I just, the phone was just really irritating me. <laughs> I couldn't grab it and that irritated me more. And 
Probably and I was half like, ah, half asleep too. <laughs> yeah. Trying to make sense of what's going on. Mm. That's um But like it yeah. happened so often that I felt like a bit of a bit like stressed from it. So when I came back up here and there really is hardly any, like maybe one or two mm. that we feel yeah. in a year maybe. Um every tiny little movement, even if Jack like moves, I'm like is that an earthquake? Yeah. Like, and uh, it's a horrible feeling, and that's from that tiny, short-lived experience that I had. That's just from a tremor. Yeah, like a few tremors over like a course of six months. I was there. Yeah. Um, I cannot even imagine if you had been here during that time in no. 2011. It was it like, like I I feel stressed from that and. It, what they last what not even five like five seconds or something yeah I that lasted like i think it was well it was a long time and then after that it kept they kept having like aftershock yeah it must have been terrifying this um so from that the book that i read the the writer was a journalist in tokyo i believe he's still there now actually a british guy and he was describing the the effect as it happened, you know. Um, so the offices were shaking and computers were falling off the desks and mm. everything just went into this weird sense of chaos and madness, you know. People were trying to really take in what was, what was happening. And then I guess as news um, helicopters started flying over the, the region and people were filming the oncoming tsunami and... It's a really strange thing because I think I always imagined the tsunami to be a giant wave, <clears throat> and it's not actually it's not actually what it is. Um, it's more a a giant flood or a surge. Mm. It's it's not like this giant towering wall of water that comes. It's it's just like a incredibly fast surge. Yeah, yeah, surge of flood. And this weird thing happens where, so as the the tide comes in, mm. it comes inland, and I, I'm sure it was going in for like two miles. It was really like wow. a lot of force, and then it's drawn back, and then it it's pushed back inland, but with even more force. It kind of generates this like unbelievable kinetic energy, wow. and each time it comes backwards and forwards, and it's just hammering away at like you know bursting banks and yeah, destroying buildings. And, yeah. Uh, Richard Lloyd Parry is his name, Jack. Okay. So Richard Lloyd Parry, um, he described the, the... Obviously, as trees were collapsing into the rivers, they were literally being hurtled down river like giant battering rams and uh, bits of metal and, and rock and people were being dragged into the flow of the water as well. Um and like I say, each time the flow was coming in and out, it was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And they're just, some of the accounts of it, they were describing it as this just black um, surge, it's like abyssal surge that was coming mm-hmm. towards them. They just, it was, they couldn't even comprehend it, you know. And the, they kept smelling pine all the time. There was like a really strong smell of pine trees because pine trees were literally being thrown down river, you wow. know, torn out of uprooted, mm. and uh, 
It's so scary. Yeah, dragged into the water. Something you don't hear a lot is, like, the aftermath. You know, like, as in, like, quite a while after. Yeah. Because I teach a class of, like, older ladies, and it was, like, the anniversary. So we were talking about it, and I said, is there anything that really, like, sticks out to you in your memory of that time? And... The one lady said that she she went um, she was going into like a shop or a class or a lesson or something like that, and she said there was a car parked outside which had um, the area on, which mm. happened to be from that area because obviously all those people had to come out yeah. of that area, and um, she said that after she'd gone in the shop or whatever, and she came out and this car was like trashed. Because people didn't want them coming into the area, right? Uh, because of them bringing the, um, what, like an energy or something. No, the nuclear power oh, plant. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like they, bringing radiation. Radiation, into. yeah. They didn't want that coming mm. into their like town. So, I mean, I'm, I, I can only speak for this one person in this one story in this specific situation. I'm not saying everyone was like that. I'm sure people opened their homes and helped in any way they could, like, mm. without a doubt. Um, but, it's like, in Japan, it, it says what area your car's from on the number plate. Um, like, it has the kanji. So the, they saw that car and, Associated like, yeah, that. don't, you're not, you're not welcome here, which is really, really sad. It is. And the thing is, I, I know that to be the case in other areas as well oh really I I recently read an article where they were talking about the the stigma that was um, put onto goods and products that came from Fukushima so for example uh, one of the main exports that Fukushima has to other areas of Japan or was anyway was rice Mm. you know it's a it's a huge agricultural area and it's one of the things that, that it profits from and so after the tsunami struck in the immediate aftermath of that people wouldn't buy Fukushima rice anymore yeah. which is you can imagine just imagine you've just been uh, hit by the effects of that mm. and then people are no longer wanting to buy your products anymore Yeah, and the food that you're making it's like a double strike really well it's funny because it was one of the things I thought when I came to live here, mm. I was like, "What well, is the water safe to drink? Is the food safe to eat that's been grown in the ground?" Like you do naturally, don't it you? It was all a concern, but yeah. um, we have a friend actually who's a rice farmer, and she said that she has to check the soil for radiation, and yeah. she has to like mark it on the products and everything, um, like by law. And she said that, um, well, no, she didn't say like around the area. You'll see like big radiation readers yeah they're, they're every, it's really strange I remember when uh, we first started working here I'd, I would look outside the school buildings and they would have these big um, yeah they just look like I don't know what you call them like LED signs aren't they Yeah. and they've got uh, radiation counters on them and they employ someone in each town hall to go out every day and record the uh, results of the day's radiation readings, mm-hmm. so they're really like it's very strict, and they're 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 on top of it. Yeah, I think one of the things which has become 
a source of uh, like discontent recently has been all the radiating material that they've had to collect mm. from around where the uh, the nuclear reactors exploded. Oh, they don't know where to put it, do they? Yeah, they don't really have a place for it. Mm. Um, so they're trying to like get rid of it, but there's <laughs> no one wants it, as you mm. can imagine. And there's nowhere for it to go, and, and it's piling up gradually as time goes on. It's it's becoming like, you know, a bit of a that is a, worry. a bit of a hazard. Mm. So not not entirely sure what they plan to do with the, all the waste, but um, yeah, what a what a thing to try and come back from. Yeah, but, but they have. That's the that's the most important thing of all this. Really, is that if you actually visit here, when you're able to, um, it's a it's a really magical place. There's something, I don't know, something very, like, fantastical about it Mm. that I've never experienced in any other area. No. And we don't live in Fukushima City. We live, like, on the outskirts in the more, like, countryside (laughs) areas. In the mountains. In the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But honestly, Jack, I think we could talk about that all day. Yeah. Um, there's so there's so many ins and outs to the story, but um, don't don't cross it off your list of places to visit. Make sure you no add it on. Add it on. Yeah. And um, I think it's easy to become, you know, when you let's say you're planning a trip to Japan. Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately you go for like Tokyo, Osaka, all those big places. Um, don't discount going further north. Yeah. It's absolutely even worth it. like. Just below us is Tochigi, and they have uh, Nico, which is so beautiful yeah. and definitely worth the visit. Well, it's got one of the most, um, what would you call it, like desirable temples. Oh, like... The one of the most historically significant temples that you would probably want to go and visit in the entirety of Japan. The one is like the most, um, has like the most amount of gold in it or something. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Like yeah. so beautifully decorated. Um, I, I think it is like the most ornate or something. Yeah, that's right. In, I don't know if it was in, in Asia, that's like quite a stretch, but I feel like it might have been. <laughs> I can't remember the it's name really of the one incredible. in... Um, in Nikko. I know the one in Kyoto is called Kinkakuji, but which is quite literally gold yeah, temple. Um, but Tochigi but itself is full of... It's got so many interesting things to go and see. But, like, they even have, like... There's so many waterfalls and... Yeah, there are. Just, like... You know what I think I've noticed as well in that particular area? There's a lot of, like... And I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued as to where it's, it's come from. Oh, that's it. Nikko Toshugu shrine mm-hmm. Toshigu shrine it's really um, beautiful in that particular area in Tochigi they've got like a massive international influence they've got loads of really varied kinds of restaurants and I, I really wonder where that comes from Not oh like that's true I think probably tourists like Spanish restaurants and mm-hmm. Italian places and we ate in like a, the guy was American wasn't he yeah but he had like ribs like barbecue ribs and yeah stuff. that's right and that's we haven't like eaten anything like that no. Like, for years. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> it's been a while. And they had, like, a really nice coffee shop. And, yeah, it's it's nice. A total change of, uh, like, direction, by the way. But you yeah. just reminded me of food and not eating things for a while. And yeah, let's do something It happy. was. <laughs> it was to my great disappointment that I found out the pot noodle, the legendary pot noodle, has changed. Yeah. And I'm not too happy about it. Mm. I've got I've got very like fond 
nostalgic memories of the pot noodle. Yeah, so every now and now and then our family ask us, is there anything you want? Like when birthdays come up yeah. and that kind of thing. Like, And um, Jack was like, you know, I need, I need to think what I want because we forget, we forget what we, like the taste. Like my brother was eating um, French fries, those crisps, the Walker's yeah. French fries. He was eating those. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I, can't, I, can't I forgot they, they existed. Look like, yeah. yeah, and I could taste them. Like he was eating them in front of me, and I could, I was, I could taste them as he was like <laughs> crunching them. And that reminded you of a pot noodle, and you went, "Oh yeah, actually, can you send me a pot noodle?" He said, "Actually, it might be a bit big, but can you send one?" And um, they said, "Oh yeah, actually, it's fine because they're not in pots anymore." And Jack was like, "What? <laughs> what? When did this happen?" <laughs> yeah, but Why? it's like. It's like saying that uh, I don't even know what what comes in the co- a particular container. Well, it's it's called pot noodle, like it's in the name. It's called pot noodle, right? And they have one here in Japan called cup noodles, yeah. which is are probably our equivalent of yeah, that's right, pot noodle. It's like the Japanese version, just of as one. popular. But I mean, it's the same principle, isn't it? If you call, if you got something that is called the um, the glass carrot, for example, <laughs> you've got cut like chopped carrots that comes in a glass jar don't know why you'd have that but let's just say you did (laughs) and then one day they start serving it in like sealed plastic bags and they still Mm -hmm. call it the glass carrot you're like what are you doing i thought you were going to give me an example of like it's like someone cutting off your arm like how important is this to you jack (laughs) Not, I mean, not like another thing that's removed from another <laughs> thing that it said that it was. I'm not, well, it it does. It feels like an arrow in my heart. Honestly, it's pretty. That's very drastic. Yeah. Can we, like, in seriousness, how how does it feel? Have you lost an eyebrow? Uh. Like, does it make that much impact on your life? Like, you haven't had a pot noodle for a while. You know they're not going to taste how you remember no. because nothing that we've tried from back home tastes how we remember. Yeah. It's kind of like somebody ripping away your childhood like taste buds <laughs> and being like, no, they don't exist. Sorry, you can never eat those things again. Because now that our palate's changed mm. and we try food from back home, it's always too sweet or too salty or like we can't taste the thing that we remember tasting. Yeah. Well, put it really this way. Strange. Where, the, where the horror came from for me was not so much, I mean... Okay, a pot noodle is not in a pot anymore. Who cares? It's more to do with change and change that occurs when you're not there and then you suddenly go back to, let's say we go back home. Mm. And um, There's no more pot noodles. There's no more pot noodles. But Mm. I'm not just just thinking about the pot noodle. I'm thinking about everything. Like if the pot noodle has changed, this like... British heritage food. <laughs> what when, else has changed when remember, we go back? I remember when we did go back home, uh, not the November just gone, but the previous year. That was the last time we went home. And I remember there was like new buildings and like a new roundabout, like on our journey home. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I was like, oh my God, that restaurant's not there anymore. Or they've replaced that place with this other place. And that place is boarded up. I wonder what happened. And like that that was so crazy to me it's very surreal it reminded me because whenever like i drive anywhere with my dad he's like oh that roundabout wasn't there until 1985 or whatever like he'll tell me like all these different stories about the area or this this road was never here it used to be a dirt track and 
there used to be a farmhouse there and that was it, that kind of thing. I feel like that now because <laughs> I went back and I was like, oh, that wasn't there. That pub's new. They've painted that. Yeah. Like that roundabout definitely wasn't there before, that kind of thing. And it make, it makes me feel old, to be honest. Well, on the, on the flip side of that, just think about the fact that when you're living in a particular area, you rarely notice things change. That's true. Things don't change very often. So if you think about it in terms of it has it has to have taken at least two years, three years to significantly notice and not live in that area to, <laughs> for you to suddenly see mm. that things are different. So when you think of it in those terms, it's actually like it's not so not so bad. Mm, I kind of agree with you, but also I will never forget them taking away my seria. And that seems to be the only thing that's changed around here and that happened right from the start. Yeah. That was that was quite uh... There was a hundred yen shop, which is like pure gold to me. It's like my favourite <laughs> place in the world. And it was at the bottom of my road and I used to go on my bike. Um this was before I had a job here. I used to go on my bike down there and just spend most of my days in Seria until Jack got home from work. That was quite a loss, wasn't it, really? Because I had like a, very month, useful. You know, a month or so to settle in and mm. and I was very excited to decorate the house and um, get little all little bits and bobs and like those things down there, you know, they're from Seria, those little houses and ornaments and things. Quite a lot of the stuff that we have around really is still, it's still in place, isn't it? Yeah. We move stuff around and seasonally it changes to different pictures and, and uh, accessories, wall accessories, mm. but yeah. Well, I, I, the thing is, the standard in Japan is very high hmm. because I, they tend not to buy things if they're going to break. They don't spend the money a no, lot, that's, do that's they? That's a good point. So they, what they do buy, they want it to last. So even the 100 yen shops, the quality is very good, which is why I found out why like stationary items and things like that are very high quality in Japan. Because I mean, you've been in your element with stationery in Japan. Um, because they'll, they'll use something for years yeah. it, like I'll get like lots of different pens because I like the different designs but they won't like they'll use an eraser until it has literally erased itself <laughs> from existence <laughs> <laughs> yeah whereas we'll use an eraser until it looks a bit horrible a bit and then yeah tatty and then we'll buy a, new, a nice new one with a new design on it that's true you notice that as well when you you know you try and get rid of something yeah and for some reason, someone always seems to find a way to kind of absorb it into their life. Like, we've... What did we have before? We had several implements and things that were in the cupboards. Mm. and when we, So we tried to get rid of it. Those things didn't go to... They weren't disposed of. I think they were just, like, recycled and used in, like... The town offices. <laughs> oh god, there's a load of my clothes in those boxes. I don't. I don't mean clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like folders and you know extra like bits and bobs that we would have no use for. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I remember one of our friends was giving away something, and it was like really tatty and horrible. And it was like a stool, wasn't it? A stool. I don't know, but he said like they were so excited to receive this piece of furniture. <laughs> we can use that. He was like, it's, it's not nice. But the way they refurbish things, like their second-hand stores, are really nice quality, like they look new. It's like a culture here too, the the whole idea of second-hand goods. Mm. It's not like, um, <laughs> you know, second-hand goods 
in, let's say, the UK can be a hit or miss. You mm-hmm. can find gems and you can find monstro- trash. Yeah, trash, monstrosities, <laughs> like really just rubbish, naff stuff Yeah, that people have, you know, obviously used and abused and dumped off somewhere. Here it's like, I think they really take pride in not only keeping things in great condition, but also restoring things too. Mm-hmm. Like I will never forget um, when we first went to like a, uh, like a, a video game store in Tokyo mm-hmm. and this one guy was holding one of the really old game cartridges. You know, the ones you used to have to blow because they would stop working. Oh, yeah. Like for, for Nintendo. Yeah, that's it, for yeah. Nintendo. Game Boy. Like game Boy or uh, something like that. And he, he was holding it up and he had like a little toothbrush or something like no a really small way. tool and he was cleaning inside the metal contacts wow. but like meticulously it wasn't like he was mm. shoving the thing in there and he was really being careful mm. to restore this like retro game back to as close to its former glory oh yeah if you want a game boy a vintage game boy yeah you can come to japan and buy one that looks brand new oh yeah like it's just come out there pack it for like 80 pound or something yeah unbelievable like honestly, they the way they clean stuff up is amazing. They don't just take it in the back, put a price tag on it, and put it on the shelf. They make sure it looks as good as new. And even if you take stuff in, they value they they'll value it. They'll look at the box and yeah. like they'll take the item and see like oh, I don't know what that was that noise. I don't know. They'll take the item out and have a real good look at it, and they'll say, "Okay, we we've got a number. We'll, we'll give you a number. We'll call your number when we, we're ready to do the exchange, you know." And then, yeah. then you go and you, you see how much your item's worth. But they don't just go, "Oh yeah, mate, I'll give you two quid for that." <laughs> like they'll <laughs> really, like talk it down first. Yeah, they'll look at what stock they have, I guess, and um, you know, it's like all very fair, to, isn't it? The price that you get for the stuff, never, really. No, but, I mean, you never feel condescended. You don't feel like, no. oh, this is a piece of crap. I'm not going to give you very much for this thing. Well, one time I won this huge... No, I got I got given it for free, didn't I? This huge yep. thing. And I took it to... Um, it was like a big plush, big plushie, like of a popular character here. I was like, oh, I don't want this. And I took it to, like, a second-hand store. And he was like, I'll give you one yen. <laughs> one yen. <laughs> I was like, what? It cost me more in petrol to drive over here, obviously. I think there must have been something to do with stocks and that. They, like, had, a lot of they toys. had too many in stock or something. Because yeah. I think. You I know, took it to another place. I think they gave me 50 yen. Wow. Yeah. That's a massive increase. And then they sold it for like 300 yen or something. Most probably. I think, you know, when they have, um, like in the arcades, mm. every month or let's say fortnight, they have a new wave of things that go into the machines. Yeah. And all the collectors and game players, they go into there as soon as possible. They win loads of them and they'll go and take them to the second-hand store and try and make mm. a bit more money back. But you obviously get like a massive influx of the same item over and over again. Yeah. That's probably what happened there. You do end up seeing it, um, you know, but I, I just don't think they get that much for them. Like, I think it'd be better to sell it online. But I don't think they have a huge thing with selling online in Japan, from what I've I don't figured. think... They haven't got uh, eBay. They they use something... Uh, what was it? Rakuten? Rakuten? Something? Yeah, something like that, Rakuten. And they also have Yahoo auctions. Yeah. Um, Yahoo seems like a like a, a fossil compared to what the 
Like, wasn't that something like like a really old um, search engine that we yeah. used to have? Yahoo. Yeah, you don't remember it. People, yeah, but I'm saying, I'm have saying like that Yahoo.com emails. I know, but they use that as now as like a current Japanese auction thing. Yeah, it's funny that part of Japan is really stuck. It's dated, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's so funny, though, because you come to Tokyo and you think, wow, it's the height of technology, but then they don't accept card. Yes, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, about the entire country is people... They pe- do now. You hear, no, you hear a very common comment, don't you? Like, oh, Japan's so forward. It's so, it's so ahead of its time. And yeah. it's, maybe it was 20 years ago. <laughs> like, it is, but that's not implemented in everyday life. No. Like, for example, you know the way we do... Um, we just do signatures mm. or we do electronic signatures mm. or we don't even have that anymore, do we, a lot of the time? Um, we have, like, fingerprint type stuff. They use uh, a stamp. Yeah, a little stamp that you <laughs> have to take around everywhere with you. And it's got your name uh, sort of carved into the into the end of the wooden stamp. And if there's an important document that you have to sign... You have to use your hand code to say that, yes, this is a... Or if you make a mistake, mm. you have to cross out the mistake and then hanko over the mistake to confirm that it was you who made the mistake. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, it's really funny. But I think they, they're they quite accepting of us. They come to the door and they say sign or hanko. Yeah. Like, which one? That's right, yeah. Um, oh, fax machines. Oh, oh yeah, they love fax machines. My God, they love fax machines. One of the towns here have only just got Wi-Fi in the school. I've noticed that they've started installing that now in the... They put like those big metal cabinets in there. Mm, you'd think, you would think that every school in the whole of Japan has got Wi-Fi. Yeah, but in- no, incorrect. Incorrect. Actually, it does not. Maybe in Tokyo. I don't know. Oh yeah, but, I imagine um, so. They've just got. You know what I think it is? I think they, they find a system, that works really well for them, mm. and they just stick to it mm. because why? Why break, not break the habit of a lifetime if it works? Yeah. Mm. I think that's what they've done. I think that goes along with, like, keeping something that's, you know, letting it live its life, the the thing. Yeah, that's true. And also, I think it kind of feeds into their culture too. Like, they've got... They pay a lot of attention to things, and there's mm. a lot of, like, efficiency and doing things like the best of your ability. That's embedded in Japanese culture. And so if you have to stamp 200 documents with a, a little piece of wood... And that works, mm. and you've got really efficient at it. Then why do you need shogunai? Yeah, shogunai. You have to cannot be helped. Can't be helped. That's yeah. how you stamp a document. Exactly. So, Jack. Yes. I since we've only got that. About ten minutes. Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, I've got a fun quiz for you. Ooh. Have you have you might as you might have <laughs> noticed, <laughs> it's Valentine's Day today as it we're uploading this doc. Most this certainly document. is. This document. That's you saying about the document. This fax. Are you listening to this podcast on the fax machine? (laughs) So I found a 20 fun questions and trivia for Valentine's Day. Oh. I love Valentine's Day, by the way. I love the cuteness of all the products and all the hearts and... I just love Valentine's Day. I don't care if it's a big thing that everyone's like, oh, it's just a money-driven... I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I like it. I like... I love the colours. Everything's pink and cute. And, like, I, I always buy, like, little candles, little heart-shaped candles, heart-shaped chocolate. Like, I don't care. 
just to put that out there before anyone says like it has a very dark history actually which i, I read about today but let's oh, do quiz. you can tell me that at the end okay so jack this is a would you rather okay um and it's you know it's just fun so number one is would you rather have a fun new experience together or get a gift you've been wanting for a while on valentine's day um i think for a new experience together yeah we would definitely do that yeah would you rather get a box of chocolates or flowers on valentine's day oh i love chocolates so let's go for chocolates i would say flowers because yeah. although that one chocolate i tried today we had some is it godiva 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 yeah. belgium chocolates yesterday oh nearly they were oh you got given them they were pretty good yeah jack got this little uh got this little parcel on his desk I with did. a load of chocolates in it and I was like who's that from <laughs> no, I think it was just the colleagues it was very uh, very so kind I'm going to march in there and see who gave you're going to march chocolate. in there and say thank you so much for that chocolate thank you so much it was actually amazing <laughs> it was the best chocolate I've ever eaten it was caramel inside and I have not had that for so long Mine do you know like, what I want what? I'm going to ask um, to send me a caramel Freddo uh, do they even, do they even exist or like anymore? a caramel Galaxy. Is it Caramel Galaxy where you break it? And Galaxy oh, is really good chocolate. I want. Yeah. I want, I want, I want caramel, caramel inside chocolate bar. That sounds good. Because I, I ate that one today and I was like shocked. Yeah. But yeah, I do I do like chocolate, but um, flowers are, are special. I okay. think on Valentine's Day. Jack bought me both, if you want to know. I did. He's already given them me. Fellas, hope you're listening. <laughs> uh, stay out or stay out. <laughs> Stay in or go out for Valentine's Day? Uh, I mean, I think... I like I, both. Yeah, it depends on it. Like, mm. uh, let's say go out, but then sort of come in later to stay in. I... See, when everyone is out and you go to a restaurant, it's all fully booked and, oh, there's like That's loads of people in there. Oh, yeah. No, everyone wants to go to Miller and Carter. Like, it's... I don't want to do that. No. I'd rather do it, like, the week after or something. Yeah. But, like, I think Valentine's Day, if you could go for, like, a walk and have... My thing is theming. Mm. Like, Jack Jack literally went on Friday and he bought me all the Valentine's things that he found in the 100 Yen store and I was like... What was I like, Jack? You're over the moon, were you? Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like I bought you a Lamborghini. We're going to make chocolate because it's actually the day before we're recording this, so it's tomorrow, Valentine's Day. But we're going to we're going to make little teddy shaped chocolates together. He bought little heart shaped sprinkles, and he bought heart shaped um, little cupcake things, and he bought like pink sugar cookies and pink like icing. I am so excited. I cannot even tell you. And me? And that I'm, is Valentine's Day for me. All the hearts. See, it's the simple things. So, like, if we did all that and made all the pink food and all the chocolates and then we went and um, laid out, like, a big pink blanket and I wore a pink dress. Yeah. And that's cute. I like that. That's a Valentine's Day for me. There you go. Like, and a teddy. I have to take a teddy with me because, you know, visual. Oh, I... <laughs> it's very visual for me. <laughs> anyway. Next so, question. It's not about love. It's about pink. Because um, <laughs> I'm wearing all black right now, which is hilarious. And me? What's wrong with this? But I always do my nails Valentine's. Pre-Valentine darkness. Yeah. I've got to find something cute to wear tomorrow. Next question. Um, me 
read a love letter I've written to you or have me do something that for you that means I love you if you answer do something what would that something be uh I, I think it means I think do something yeah and let's say what happened like so I wanted to surprise Jodie with flowers and chocolate <laughs> but being like around each other of the weekend it's very difficult to just suddenly sneak away and do that so mm. I decided to just go and buy them and bring you them two days early and yeah. you were surprised I was surprised did you mind that it was early no, no. I mean it, I was shocked because last Valentine's Day like I was asleep and you were going to work mm. so it wasn't on the weekend yeah so I wasn't expecting anything and I walked out and he'd like made breakfast and like there was flowers and little card and I was like so overwhelmed I just like cried oh. but oh, does it feel like a step down this year no, no, it was lovely because I was I was talking. I mean, you definitely could have snuck in because I was totally focused on something. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. Like he came next to me and he had like a bunch of flowers, and I was like, "What do you think?" Of-? And then I saw he had all these flowers. I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> and then he, like he showed me all this stuff he bought. I was re- I'm really excited. Yeah. No, it's honestly it's fine. It's not about that though. It's no. like the whole weekend now because of course. Valentine's Day is today. So yeah. well tomorrow. Um, but it's like. No, like, we tell each other we love each other all the time. It's not my birthday. It's, like, it's just a thing, isn't it? Like, a cute thing. It's just so you can spend like some time you, together and enjoy stuff together, right? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have bought me flowers if it wasn't Valentine's Day this weekend. No. So it's fine. It doesn't yeah. matter what day it is. It's, like, you know, the, the fact that you bought them is just really sweet. Yeah. So would you rather plan your Valentine's date together or get surprised with a whole date already planned? Oh, it's kind of what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I would rather be surprised yeah. with a whole day already planned I mean but tomorrow we're not we've, we've like sort of planned our day a little bit yeah um, I think but G- either is fine yeah sorry Jack go on this I, is my I, day I, not I, yours I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you <laughs> no I, I think it both is okay you can make you can make a really good time from, from both but who cares if you like you are just at home together and chilling together? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? Because it, if you're if you're happy in each other's company and you can laugh and you can make nice food, or you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I think as long as you acknowledge it, you know, if you just if you just woke up and started playing video games and I was like, just ignore it. Excuse me, like <laughs> that wouldn't be good. No, you know, no, of course. Um. Oh, this is cute. So this is if you could. Hmm. If you could relive one experience we've shared together, what would it be? I guess, like, on Valentine's Day. Relive an experience? I mean, where have we been to specifically on Valentine's Day? I know, I think it just means, like... Just an experience. Experience to do tomorrow. Um, Hmm... That's a really difficult question to to narrow down. I would say, like, go to Disney or something. Because I, th- I could do that again and again and again. And on Valentine's Day, it would be even better. Yeah. No, I think you're right. So either that or something like... Um, I think we always have real fun when we go to, like, the beach or something. Yeah. So, uh, that kind of experience, you know. But, I, again, I... I don't... I don't never feel like it matters so much what we do. It's just... No. It's, like... I enjoy being in your company. Mm. I, 
I feel like you kind of enjoy being in mine. So it's, yeah. you know, it's just spending the time, quality time with each other. Yeah. That's the most important But part. it's reliving it. So what, what day he's like, oh, that was amazing, I'd do that again. I, I wouldn't say I wed him. No. You, because I, that was amazing. No, you want that to be a unique experience, don't you? Yeah. You don't want to, I think to relive again, I really enjoyed... Um, when we went to Disney and we like dressed in like a theme kind oh, of way, you know, we so dressed like, cute. <gasps> like we could dress up as Valentine's Day things at Disney. That's very true. Yeah. But like we did the Finding Nemo thing and the Toy Story one, like in the day after that was really like yeah, I've got did. that fixed in my mind as a very special time. We did a Disney bound, which is when you indirectly dress as a character yeah you sort of wear the colors or the textures and the the, you don't you don't dress in a costume it's like a Mm. it's like a reflection of the character in it yeah it's very fun though we did jesse and woody one day and we did um nemo and Nemo and dora another day but jack great fun so that was for our anniversary Mm. our first year anniversary and jack um, had made it so that we had like he told me like two or three days before, so I had time to go and get the outfits, which is very important to Jodie. Yeah, think. like absolutely. I <laughs> That's was part of the process. Oh, I, was, I was so excited, like I couldn't <laughs> believe that he'd even thought about that because if he just sprung the tickets on me, I was like, "We're going tomorrow." I'd be like, "Oh my god, what am I going to wear?" I don't have anything. And we went out and we got like the perfect outfits for these characters and like went through the wardrobe. Oh. It was amazing. It was good fun. I loved it, and I loved being part of it. I felt like I was dressed up for to be at, like it at Disney. Yeah. Like you know, you dress up to go to the theatre. Yeah, it was a similar oh, kind of. It felt like that. But in Disney. Yeah. Um, What's the next question, Joe? This one says improve our relationship in some way. What would it be in one way? You know what I would improve? Hmm. Our motivation to work out. I, I can only agree with you there. Honestly. That's not really like on our relationship, but we don't really like motivate each other. No, we talk about it a lot and then don't actually like go through. <laughs> if go one through of us it. does it, the other one feels like a lazy cow and will definitely like <laughs> join in. <laughs> like I'm gonna work out too. Yeah, but overall, I think so what we, we have we, to do. We do that thing where, like. I'll look at you and you'll look at me and be like, yeah, no, you don't want to work out, do you? Yeah. Like, nah, should we get pizza? We, we yeah, feed okay. off each other's energy. Yeah, don't we do. That, Instead of one of us being like, no, now listen, this is our goal, you know, <laughs> we're going to feel rubbish tomorrow. We definitely just let each other be lazy in yeah. some aspects. Terrible. Yeah, or like you, you'll like feel bad for me or something. I'll be like, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm tired, and you'll be like, mm, okay. Yeah. Instead of being like, not like, good. And I do with you as so. well. It's very funny. Jack, you won the lottery today. Yes. What would you do with your winnings for Valentine's Day? Oh, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> very good question. What would you buy me? <laughs> Is the real question? Um, I think I would. Honestly, I would use it to to fly somewhere really cool. Aww. Just go, just go somewhere new. Yeah. Whether that be like, um, like Okinawa. But or, it has to be specifically Valentine's Day. Yeah. So you mean you wouldn't buy me like, you know, a new handbag? <laughs> 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 I'm joking, obviously. 
Yeah, I, I think I would. It would be to go somewhere cool. Yeah. Because I think you remember those experiences more, you know. Of course, yeah. I'm only joking, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first Valentine's Day you bought me that mug. Jack yes. bought me a mug that said Little Miss Jodie and I still have it and it's it's in your house back home. Yeah. And it's, oh my gosh, I love your family so much because they've literally kept it safe for so many years. If that was in my house, it'd be broken <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. My dad breaks like a mug a week. Like Yeah, no, that was the first Valentine's uh, yeah. mug you had. So that's, that mug is like 10 years old. I know. Wow. And it's, yeah, it says Little Miss Jodie. Yeah. And it's got like a little, it's not a Mr. Men, but the brand is a Mr. Men, but it's a Miss. It's the character of Little Miss Tiny. But little, it's miss, little Miss, that was it, Little Miss, yeah. Little Miss Jodie, yeah. That's sat there in the cupboard somewhere waiting yeah. to be used. <laughs> it's like the perfect gift you ever could have bought me. It was <laughs> like the very like first one. Queen of tea. Yeah. I think it's about time for another one, actually, don't you? Yes. I and did. also time to end episode 29. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. We hope that you're enjoying the content that we're putting out on a weekly basis. We certainly enjoy recording these things. Oh, yeah, it's so much fun. It's a good opportunity for us to just, like, catch up and record our experiences whilst living here. And mm. it's just, it's a good thing for us to, to do. And the fact that if someone else enjoys it along the way, that's great. Um, yeah, so you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major uh podcasts providers and hosts if you'd like to be part of the owl commune twitty you can find us on twitter at our weird life pod instagram same tag at our weird life pod and uh, facebook at our weird life podcast (laughs) (laughs) slight delay uh jody final revelatory sentence Mm, well it has to be about valentine's day doesn't it it does Spare a thought for the singletons on Valentine's Day. That's all I'm going to say. Like, as in, if you have a friend, single, maybe, maybe just acknowledge them. Surprise them. Send them some chocolates. Don't let anyone be alone on Valentine's Day. Well, for some people, they really hate Valentine's Day. And um, I can understand that. For me, I like the hearts, as I said. Yeah. I'd probably still dress up like a giant heart, even if I wasn't with anybody. <laughs> I wasn't with you, but um, no, it can be. It can be a tough time for people, especially if they've lost someone they love. Yeah. So just spare a thought for those people, and if you can, send them something, even if it's like a little message or like a little gif of like, "I love you. I'm thinking about you." Mm-hmm. I think that's really special. Yep. There's no reason not to make. Anyone and everyone feels special mm-hmm. on the day of love. For Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Girls. Yeah. Send a Valentine's card. Sounds good. Okay. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's end the podcast there. Okay. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday with a brand new one. Goodbye. Take care. Bye. <laughs>